Welcome. You are listening to the Women's Film Institute podcast. The Institute is dedicated to advancing equity for women and girls while working toward bringing greater diversity to the film and entertainment industry. Each episode brings you the brightest writers, directors, and content creators. And now your host, Scarlett Shepard. I had so much fun talking with Kathy Fong Yoneda. She's an independent script consultant. She's the author of The Script Selling Game. And through her career, she has evaluated more than 20,000 submissions in the areas of film, television, novels, plays, and web series. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. You have worked in film and television for more than 30 years. You've held executive positions at Disney, Touchstone, Paramount Pictures. How did you get started in the film and television industry? I started at the very bottom. (laughs) I uh, actually was the first... Asian female hired full-time at Universal, and I started in the typing pool. Now, half the people who are listening to this probably have never used a typewriter. They were just starting to get uh, television series translated, and so they used to have to do little um, subtitles and things like that. So I was typing up the scripts. They synchronized it with whatever the film was that, you know, the series. Uh, the one that I seem to be working on the most was a series called Wagon Train, which goes way, way, way back, like to the 50s or 60s or something. <laughs> I quickly got bored with that, and evidently they saw that I, I guess, had a little bit of, a little bit more interest in doing other things. And so I eventually got promoted to working in the legal department. And uh, I basically was sort of a, a part-time secretary slash receptionist and uh, worked there. One of the attorneys moved from Universal to Warner Brothers. And there was an opening over at Warner Brothers, so I went over there. I always tell people, this is one of the the examples I can give of of networking. (laughs) Uh, The head of the studio was a man named Ted Ashley at the time. And his secretary came over and just said, do you mind doing Mr. Ashley a favor? He is chairing a big fundraiser, and we need to get these invitations out. If you have a little extra time, would you mind helping us out? And I figured, well, it doesn't hurt me any. Sure, why not? And I noticed that the date of the event was a date, and it happened to be a free date for me. And so I just, out of curiosity, said, well, do you think they're going to need some help at the fundraiser? And uh, they came back and said, yes, we need some, we need actually several people to help us with the silent auction table. And I actually had done a lot of um, charity work. After the event, it turned out that uh, I got this little call from Ted Ashley himself saying, we are going to be hiring a, a new executive very much like to recommend you and I got the job and it turned out as this you know as as things go in Hollywood that eventually uh, when Mr. Ashley left his position they let my boss go but what they did in those days is they gave them an independent production deal on the lot and so he became a producer and he had been a producer before in fact he produced Breakfast at Tiffany's and he just said hey would you like to follow me over here and learn would you like to learn more about production so I became Became production secretary, and he was gone on location with Audrey Hepburn, of all people, and Sean Connery, for a movie that was done in Spain. I stayed at the office, and all these scripts kept coming in from these 
you know, agents and managers. And I was getting bored. So I started reading them. And when my boss came back, he picked one of them up and he started to read it. And I said, oh, you don't want to read that one. And he goes, why not? And I said, oh, it's it's not very good. And so he picked another one up and I said, oh, that one's even worse. He said, how many of these did you read? Because they were like 40 scripts or so there. I said, I read all of them. He says, do me a favor. Will you just write a little memo, give me a paragraph on what it's about and another couple of paragraphs on why you like it or don't like it and why? So I did. And I noticed that he was rereading some of those scripts that I that I had uh, read. And I think he was checking to make sure that what I was saying was correct. But um, after a few days, he said, you know, you're really good at this. That's how I kind of got started. He eventually became the head of MGM production. When that happened, he said, well, we're moving over to MGM and I'm going to be the head of production and you're going to be the top secretary and you get to have your own secretary. And that's when I made my first kind of uh, what I call my first deal. (laughs) And I said, how about this? If I move over there, I'll help you set up the office and I'll help you find somebody that, uh, you know, can take my place. And in exchange, would you let me work in the story department as an analyst for 30 days, 30 consecutive days? Because that was what what was required in order for you to go before the union to see if you can be accepted as a a union story analyst. And uh, a lot of people don't make it through. They sometimes have to try three or four times. I was very fortunate I made it on the first time, but that was my first deal. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about screenwriting and creating a fresh, unique perspective or stories or just about its structure and how we can use it to really tell great stories. I mean, most stories have a beginning, a middle, and an end, and uh, it sort of breaks down roughly into, you know, three acts. Um, I know there are people that will, you know, Quentin Tarantino fans always say, well, no, he doesn't do it that way. Well, he just puts his acts in different sections. That's all. How you choose to tell that story uh, depends on on what your point of view, or if there are several points of view. Uh, I'm sure a lot of your your, uh, writers and uh, listeners are used to, or have heard about Rashomon where it's this Japanese tale of uh, a robbery or an assault and you hear like three or four different versions of the same story on, on what happened. And so that I think is what's interesting is sometimes you can change things around and what could be maybe a, a usual mystery. Maybe what if it's told from the killer's point of view instead of the hero or heroine's point of view. Uh, so it, it's it's really interesting for me to see how nowadays uh, writers go about constructing their stories and at that time it was uh, pretty much you know in a in a very linear fashion and there was always a very clear-cut uh, hero who was the main character and nowadays it's not like that so it's uh, I, I love the way that things are kind of changing a little bit and giving us you know different points of view thank you for being on the show you can find out more about Kathy her book and workshops at kathyfongyoneda.com You have just listened to the Women's Film Institute podcast with your host, Scarlett Shepard. Check us out and subscribe to our podcast at womensfilminstitute.com.